This is the Fight Game Podcast, Double G and John again. Uh, we just recorded a couple of uh, a couple of days ago, actually, but we're back for the post WWE Evolution uh, recap. So, uh, first off, I think overall, I thought the show was fun. It was a very fun show. There was, you know, two I would say matches that were slightly better than others, maybe three, um, and it was. I, 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 the thing I liked about this show was that it was sort of like less is more. There wasn't a ton of matches. Everything they did generally made sense, uh, and it was uh, it, it was a good show in that sense. So, what were your just overall quick summary thoughts of uh, WWE Evolution? Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it uh, exceeded all expectations. I knew like all the women were gonna give like their A plus effort because this is like such an important show for them and. Uh, I knew I knew that going in, but I thought it was uh, really good. I think the real MVP of the show overall was that crowd, because they would even elevate, you know, you know, okay to good matches to even better matches, and I, I really liked the enthusiasm of the crowd. So it felt like a, a real hardcore crowd for the most part. I mean, that they were they were a little lighter for EO and Tony, so maybe they're not as you know in tune to like WWE Network, like they watch every show on there, but. You know, those, those girls got them definitely towards the end. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought I loved that crowd, and I loved the show. It, it went by pretty fast. I thought, I thought it had a good pace. And you're right, less is more, less matches, less uh, backstage, you know, stuff. So it just kind of kept it moved, moved really well. Here's what I like about this show compared to other WWE shows. It wasn't five and a half hours. That's it, yeah. I know. So, I thought it was going to be three hours at the dot, but then it went a little over. But it didn't. But, but it didn't. But it didn't bother me. The uh, one of the things we talked about in the entire run of May Young Classic recaps was that it was such an easy show to watch. One hour blew by. Mm-hmm. This did. This wasn't as an easy watch. Obviously, a little bit longer. But yeah. I felt the pace of things outside of that that Charlotte Becky match. Everything just flowed, and it was really tight. But that match deserved to have the time because it was so good. It was best match on the card. And so, you know, I don't know what it was, 25 minutes or whatever. It was well-deserved. And, you know, if if Ronda Rousey wasn't on this show, it would have been it would have closed, you know, any other woman's show that they wanted to do. But um, but yeah, so I I really I really thought it was it was just a, a fun show to watch on a Sunday night. And you didn't. You know, you didn't come out of it going like, oh, my God, I just wasted six hours of my life, you know, watching this show that nothing happened, you know, which is sometimes what happens when you watch WWE shows. Yeah, there wasn't uh, like there wasn't a lot of like big moments like I thought maybe during the main class where we have like a speech from Stephanie and Triple H. It was a nice trophy presentation. Pretty simple, pretty quick. Um I thought, you know, the match times were fine, I think. I would like to have EO and Tony have a little bit more, maybe two, more, two to three more minutes, but that's just being nitpicky. 
but they did really they did really well in their ten minutes. They they got but you, for last woman standing match or last man standing match, whatever you want to call it, they um you have to give time to that yeah. match because they have to tell a story. They're going to use a lot of uh you know tables and ladders and kendo sticks and stuff like that. So and they brawled all over the place. So then and, and those women they filled that time up and it was never boring. I thought that match was fantastic. All right, we're going to start the recap from the first match all the way through. So there was a dark match that we didn't know about. I don't. I have no idea why they didn't air it. I'm only guessing that because Rhea Ripley hasn't won the... True, true, true. NXT, women, NXT UK Women's <laughs> Championship uh, yet. So I'm guessing that's why they didn't air that one. You know what's weird about that, though? I think on the house shows, she has a title, right? Yeah, I mean, the old days they wouldn't let the person, you know, let the person wear the title until it aired on TV. Maybe it's a little different here, but I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine. She didn't wrestle, you know. Maybe, maybe one extra match would have been too much. Even though, you know, if she's gonna get her time. She's only twenty, what, twenty two years old. She's gonna have her moment later on and be featured on many pay per views in the years to come. So she beat uh, Dakota Kai, I believe, to start off the card. And then they went right into the, uh, I guess you could say, the Legends match with Trish mm-hmm. Stratus and Lita. Uh, Alexa Bliss did come out. And when she came out, I was like, oh, she might be wrestling here. But nope, she wasn't wrestling. Mickey James and Alicia Fox. So you mentioned the crowd at the beginning of this, and uh, they were so hot for this match. I thought it went a little long, um, and more so Lita than anybody else, moving a little bit in slow motion. Um, but, you know, the, the crowd was going to be very forgiving with them. Everyone loves Lita and Trish. Uh, and, you know, Mickey James and Alicia Fox played the perfect foils. The match was what it was, but it did kick off the show and, and it gave the crowd essentially what they wanted. Was it a really good match? No. Was it a good match? I would say yes. You know, you threw you, the crowd definitely elevated it. Cause they're, you know, I think in Lita's defense, you know, she, she's never was like a, like a really good, good, good worker. I mean, she has had a lot of charisma. Um, she always worked with people that could, you know, care her and with her charisma and her, you know, and she hit that moonsault and, you know that's how she became such a such a beloved character, yeah. and here's the same thing. But I give Lita credit for man; she looked good. She looked damn good. She got really good shape. You know, I was worried about that moonsault because I think the last time she hit that moonsault, I'm trying to remember when it was, was it the Rumble maybe or something like that? It just like it was scary. When when she went up there for the moonsault, I was like, oh man, because you know with her neck injury yeah. and all that stuff, I was just a little worried. But she hit that thing; it was perfect. She got good good height, and she nailed it, nailed it perfectly. I thought Trish looked good. Um, you really could, you really appreciate how good Mickey James mm-hmm. is when you watch this match because mm-hmm. she was definitely controlling everything in there. And Alicia Fox did well, but Mickey James man was the uh, the ring general that in this match, and I mean, she was she awesome. Was, she was telling everyone what to do. <laughs> yeah, she was. Uh, she was right there. There was a interesting moment when uh, Alicia forgot to break up the count, and the referee had to like, hold the count up a little bit for Alicia to find jump in. The, luckily, the camera angle was we not even really focused on the ref, but you, but it was good and bad. You don't focus on the ref, so you don't see he held up on the count, but you also see Mickey James, which is 
saying break up the cow, which we would do, right? If it was say if this is a real contest, you would say like, come on, help, you know, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was, it didn't come off that bad, but, but you tell from the live audience, it did come off kind of funky. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the, the Lido moonsault, like some, sometimes she would get so low on those moonsaults, like. Looked like she'd scrape her head on the mat almost when she would do it, or lawn dart herself, right? Yeah. Just straight, straight down. You know, I thought that was, but no, nah, she she did a good job. And Trish was, Trish was good, man. I, I felt like I felt like, man, we're gonna get more Trish. It's like she was having a lot of fun out there. So you know, we I think we talked about this on one of the shows, but um, I think it was Pro Wrestling Insider who said that they thought Trish and Lita were gonna stick around for a little bit, mm. possibly for the tag titles, the women's tag titles. Now, that was a heavy rumor coming into the show. Stephanie, or, nor anybody announced it. Stephanie said in the past that, you know, they're coming soon. Mm-hmm. But you would have thought this would have been a good a good time to talk about them. But nope, they didn't talk about them. But if the PWI or the Pro Wrestling Insider report is correct, maybe Trish and Lita do stick around and there's some tournament. Maybe they even get the straps to be the foil of whoever eventually takes them, whatever. But... You know, I, I think I, I, I really liked them at the Royal Rumble. That felt really special. Mm-hmm. Coming back so soon watered them down a little bit. I don't think they did a, I don't think WWE Creative did a great job with, with bringing them in. Like, there was so much other stuff they could do for Trish and Lita to come back as, as legends rather than just Alexa Bliss calling them old and, and, and stuff. But... I think if the idea is to build uh, to uh, to a tag uh, a tag champions, having Str- uh, Trish and Lita as as the team you beat, I think that could be pretty good. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. I, I still think there's a lot more for Trish to do. There's especially a match with Lexus mm-hmm. singles match. There's a match with Charlotte Becky now. You know Becky. Um, well, all those girls in the roster. Ronda for sure would be a big match. So I definitely like to see Trish stick around, but you don't want her there every week. Yeah, but she comes in and out. I think, and you know, for next year, I think you could do some cool stuff there. So, I, I, this this is not meant to be sexist or to be a dude like in <laughs> any way. But we saw her two years ago mm-hmm. at the Cauliflower Alley, and just two years ago, she looked way more like 2010 Trish. Than she does now. She's done she, either. She's too skinny, or she's. I, I don't know what's happened, but she had. She did look a little bit older in this last run, and I, I don't know what it is, but I think she proved inside the ring that she's fine. She she was yeah. you know she was totally fine, and she could work with the younger generation. Well, I think she's into the the most focus on the yoga. Instead of probably more of the the heavier lifting when she was wrestling in the WWE, so you know you can tell by her legs are you know not as big as they were and stuff like that. So yeah, she does. I like. I but I, I dug the blonde. Like yeah, I was absolutely. cool to see blonde Trish come out. I thought that was a nice little uh, throwback. And I kind of liked. I thought it was also cool too. The the Trish and Lita also had the same kind of gear. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, they did. They had like similar the similar writing on their gear. So maybe they, maybe you're right. Maybe that. Uh, Tag team championship is uh, women's champ- coming soon, and those those women will start it off. And I think it's a good idea to start off with them. Look, Trish is still my favorite, by the way. I hope mm-hmm. anyone didn't take that to mean that I don't think she's like the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, for for me, um, what did you think about the uh, the uh, the lights? The how how they how they uh, had the lights for the show? Well, it just means that I don't think they sold out a lot of the top, but 
there's a couple of angles that from square to the ring looked like there was fans up there, but I don't know about the uh, where the circular ends, you know, circular side of the bowl. Maybe they they were short there. Maybe the secondary market didn't sell the tickets. I'm guessing. Um, I but in a way though, like right off the bat, you think, oh, they're just covering up the some lack of attendance. But I kind of liked how it made it look different than a traditional WWE pay-per-view that we see every month you know it just kind of it kind of made it its own unique look and i I didn't mind it i I liked it a lot yeah i i personally don't know why they did it for whatever reason i thought it was different and it was totally fine yeah um okay so uh so the next match was the was the women's battle royal so they brought back a few legends michelle mccool alindra blaze I wish she would have been in Medusa, but we haven't seen her wrestle in forever. Yeah, I mean, I think she also, I think she recently had a a knee surgery or something. I'm pretty sure she just had something done. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, I thought it was kind of fun, funny because all the all the legends got out quickly. Like they just tossed them out, and I was yeah, like, "Wow!" Royal Rumble's booked a little bit differently. Yeah, you. I would I would think that they would have featured some of them a little more, but. Um, I think Alondra Braze, I, I think she kind of just, like, jumped out of the ring. <laughs> but maybe she's protecting herself. I yeah. think, like I said, I think she had a knee injury and uh, coming off from a knee injury. Kelly Kelly was there, Maria Kanellis, uh, Molly Holly, um, Ivory, who was over like crazy. Yeah, Ivory lasted a long time. She, I think she was, like, the fifth, third or fifth, uh, like, one of the final five or final four, right, if I, if I remember correctly. And I thought, I thought... Overall, the Battle Royal was, was good. Um, the first part was so-so. I mean, that's what a lot of Battle Royals are, so-so. But I think they did a good job with, with the final two, being Ember and uh, Nia. Um, I know the crowd really wanted Ember to win, but right when I saw it was Nia, I, th- I just figured Nia was going to take it. And it makes sense for what they're going with next. Uh, Tori Wilson was the other, the last legend in there. Um, the crowd really wanted Ember to win. Mm-hmm. And that that was perfect because she's the fiery baby mm-hmm. face, you know, underdog. Nia's the the um, uh, not Nia, you know, Nia's sort of like the the hardest person to toss out, you know, that role yeah, in the match, yeah. and she's the monster. Um, and uh, and yeah, like like you said, like I think probably the right move to have her win, though. I think that crowd would have lost their mind if Ember found a way. Like I was like as I'm watching the match, I was thinking, okay what could be a creative way to get Nia over the top rope? And I was thinking, you know how she had her, uh, she had her very close to the ropes. You hit that. What's her, what's her stunner off the top rope? The eclipse. Yeah. The eclipse hits the eclipse and Nia kind of like falls backward and she follows up with something like, I thought that she could have won, mm-hmm. but you know, she wasn't going to win totally fine. They're they're uh, They want to do Nia and Rhonda again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just, they just don't have that many women for Ronda right now. They're building to other stuff, and right now it's kind of like just transition stuff for Ronda to do. I think leading the WrestleMania and you know, Nia is a perfect. You know, you can go back to it again. It's this that's that's not a big deal. I actually thought the finish was going to be uh, Ember go for the Eclipse on Nia, but Nia just goes down but grabs her, you know, stops it, you know, and then throws her over the top rope. But either way, I, I thought the tree hanging power bomb looked really cool. And then she just tossed her out like a monster should toss out a mm-hmm. smaller opponent. So I thought the last, like, three to four minutes was, was pretty good in the, in the Battle Royal. I think my only qualm with this match is, again, we saw the Royal Rumble. All the legends came back during the Royal Rumble. 
felt special. And this time, because, like you said, the Legends kind of played more in the background, it was like, oh, we kind of already saw this. No big deal. Well, I think one is it was just one to get a lot of the girls on the show. Two, uh, it's more about the entrances for the older stars than it was actually the match. I really wish, I really liked what they did early on with Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. I thought this is a kind of a match where it could have came down to Nia and Mandy. I know that I know the crowd was really into Ember, but like if you were to really kept building up Mandy as this top, this this great heel taking advantage, dumping people left and right, dumping all the legends out, getting more heat on her, more heat on her. Then you have Nia the babyface and her, and and, and Mandy's you know a powerful girl, so it, it would make sense for her to you know pick up or tease throwing her out. I mean, why not use this to kind of create something new with with uh, with Mandy? Because I think Mandy has a, a world potential. Not that Ember doesn't. I just think Mandy has future mm-hmm. star uh, f- written all over. So Io Shirai and Tony Storm, when we did our the the uh, fight game podcast from a couple days ago, we talked about wondering if the crowd would know the women very well. Uh, if if they would stay as hot for for them as they would for some of the the you know the the other legends and stuff, and I think based on the match the crowd was into it, but I do think it slightly hurt it by them really not completely aware of you know what was going on and how they got there. Yeah, early on, but I think once EO hit that moonsault to the outside, they were <laughs> they were game on for that match. So um, yeah, it was good. They got 10 minutes. I, like I said, I thought they should have had at least, you know, two more minutes or maybe three more minutes. But uh, both look really good. Um, Tony winning was, you know, a good choice. EO winning would have been a good choice, too. Um, those girls are awesome. They have great chemistry. They work together tons in stardom. So they know each other really well. And I, I guess I like how the trophy presentation was done. I thought maybe, though. There could have been a post-match interview mm-hmm. with Tony. That, that's the only thing I would have changed on that. I did like how the the trophy was presented and everything, but I think that that of of the like I know because Nia had a post-match interview. They probably didn't want to do another post-match interview, yeah. but maybe that one was the do the post-match interview. You know, just because you're gonna get over Tony to this crowd that doesn't really know her as much as they do Nia, and they could have done the same thing like they did tonight. Like at the end of the night, you show. Nia just staring at the screen mm-hmm, as Ronda mm-hmm. wins. He's like, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't need uh, Nia's crying, you know, super over. You know, I, you know, you didn't need all that. I, th- I think it, you should use the post match interview for the May Young Classic. Uh, Tony Storm, maybe the easiest person to get behind and root for. Yeah, definitely. The way she reacts when she wins, her disbelief when she's you know, does something and she mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, she doesn't get it. The expressions, the body language, like she just, that stuff is just great. Like I physically feel an emotion when I watch her wrestle and it's, I, you know, we, we watch tons and tons and tons and tons of matches every, you know, every week. Mm-hmm. And so we see a lot of stuff, but she's still able to draw me in into her matches in a yeah. way that I don't get drawn in, in in some of the other matches. And also what I liked about this match, too, they didn't really follow this typical formula we see a lot of WWE matches go. Like, right when she hit her Storm Zero and EO kicked out, right away I'm thinking, okay, EO's going to hit the Moonsault and and Tony's going to kick out. But what happened was, you know, EO went for the Moonsault, Tony got her, her legs up, her knees up, 
and that was it just perfect. And she hit the storm. I thought that was nice. I thought that was a nice change of the typical same formula of kick out of their big finisher, then you kick out of the big finisher, go for a few more minutes, and finally, you know, the one hits her finisher again. That's it. So I thought that was uh, a little little twist on it, and it makes sense. And you know, you protect Eo. So when maybe next time she wrestles Tony and she hits that moonsault, maybe that's when she goes over in that mm-hmm, match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had thought that. Io winning would, would would have been best because then she and Kyrie could have could have had a match. Yeah. Kyrie ends up losing the the championship. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that was a, that was a good surprise. I really thought this was going to be uh, Shayna's uh, you know last last stop in NXT, and she's going to be on the main roster with Ronda and do stuff like that. But that's not in the cards right now. I like what they have uh, set up for NXT women coming up. All right, we'll get to that match after this one. This is the match that I missed, so you're going to have to kind of carry us through this one uh bailey and sasha and natalia versus the riot squad i saw the the like the last two minutes of this um if from what from what i saw it looked like it was pretty pretty well paced um you know the action looked pretty solid and then obviously sasha hits the uh, frog splash her eddie guerrero frog, fro, uh, frog splash on Liv morgan and and they they win the match but otherwise like you know how how, how was it as a match I thought it was uh, exceeded exceed expectations. I this was the one match I wasn't really interested in, or you know, I just thought it was kind of just there to. But it, they really had a nice structured match, and I thought everyone did really well. Everyone worked hard. The finish came off really well. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool twists and turns because I think a lot of people expected Sasha to turn on Bailey or Bailey to turn on Sasha. So they kind of kind of tease a little bit of that. Like you felt like, oh, that's gonna cause her to get angry. So. So it, it maybe went a tinge bit too long, I felt. But other than that, I, I thought, like, I, I don't know, it was like, wow. Uh, at that point, I thought it was really the best match of the night, even better than EO and Tony, which, you know, I thought they had a really good match. I thought this one, this one trumped up just a little bit, a little more, a uh, little more passion in the crowd, the the little more, a little more drama. So, yeah, this is it, it was really good. And this is this is interesting because it sort of feeds into what we were saying about the fan base who may not have known the NXT stars or the Mae Young Classic stars because they were so fired up for this match. And if you follow WWE storylines, like they basically told us to not give two cares about Sasha or Bailey, but because they, they have, you know, the fans are sort of invested in, in, in those characters. They loved it. Yeah. I mean, on a, on a raw three hours, they only give them a few minutes, you know, then and it's kind of like a segment you kind of skip over. But here, you know, they gave them time and, and the, the fans there are there to rep, you know, they're they're invested in this whole storyline of this woman evolution. So they got behind them. Plus, you know, they, they a lot of their girls, they, they like, you know, Natty's been there forever. Bailey and Sasha have been to the top, you know, women wrestlers in the company for a while. And the Riot Squad was was uh, was. Played their role really well. Sarah Logan's really good. You could tell, like when she, I remember she got called up. I thought a lot of people thought, oh, they just needed the third third girl, right? But like they call her up because she's the ring general in that in that ring. You know, she's like a she's gonna be the reliable girl on the roster when you when you want to have a good match. You need someone to have a good match. The girl is not that good. You throw Sarah Logan. In there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so NXT Women's Title Match: Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler. I think most people thought like you, which was that Kyrie was going to win. Shane is going to come up to the main roster. 
And uh, actually, Shayna wins the match uh, with help of her of her buddies, hmm. Jessamine, uh and Marina were both ringside. Uh, there was a there was a moment when Kyrie tosses uh, Shayna on their lap uh, over the over the 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 uh, barrier, and uh, Jessamine tries to mix it up, you know, gets gets slapped, and uh, and, and that gives them reason to get involved because you know Kyrie mm-hmm. hit them first. And so uh, when you get near the finish, uh, referee um, referee's not looking, and Jessman hits. Which was it, like a kick. Yeah, it looked like a kick. Yeah, the mm-hmm. kick on on Kyrie, and then Kyrie sinks backward into Shayna's choke, and she fights it for all it's worth. Oh, great! Can't like still doesn't tap and passes out in the choke. Referee uh, calls the match. Um, I thought I'm, I was trying to remember the uh the nxt takeover match and which one i liked better because there was a little bit of a callback to that match the way that Kyrie won the match where you know she shana sinks in the choke and Kyrie kind of rolls through and mm-hmm. and, and and gets the pin that way um but but shana didn't get pinned in, in that in that same that same moment in, in this match but um i really liked the finish in this match i liked the idea of of uh, Jessman and marina getting involved i think people been waiting for them and thankfully they seem to be like on it like they seem to be naturals at, at things from what, from what we hear and uh, and yeah so so now it's you know three of the four horsewomen which is the the the, the slightly weird thing about it is uh, they're obviously heels mm-hmm. ronda's obviously a baby face so We'll see what happens there uh, naturally as they set that up, but yeah, it was it, it was a it was a good match. Uh, really liked the finish, and I, I, I'm so excited to see what Marina and Jessamine do. I, yeah, there's no there's no reason to rush Ronda teaming with their horse home horse women of MMA, right? They didn't they they have plenty of time. I think it's a late 2019 or summer 2019 angle. Um, I think it's I think it's perfect for NXT right now to have them as this heel trio, and you can have Kyrie and Io and who knows another girl. I don't know who would it be Nikki Cross or maybe Bianca. So, you know, so, you know, you, they got so many great women on that roster. Tony maybe you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of I kind of think man, it's such a waste that Tony is on this NXT UK brand. I just think she's. She is way. I know she's young. She has a lot of time. Same with Bria, but like, just God, they need to be on. The, they need to be on the main roster. Um, or at least, at least Tony, Rhea. You know, she has time. She definitely has time. I thought the match was really good, and this is what I like about this. This is what I like about the show overall. Each match kept getting better. Now, granted, the best match tonight was Becky and Charlotte, but Ronda and Nikki wasn't bad at all. You know, so I don't think it. You know, so it just kept. The, the the show kept getting better and better and each you know I I really I really like shows like that I, when I book that's my using my mentality I want like you know the master to, to get better and better as the show goes on I think that's the way you, that's why I always feel a good show should be so I thought this definitely a better match than their takeover match one because they weren't you know sandwiched into some between two really good matches and the crowd kind of died down for their match this match you know the crowd was into it I thought they, I think they kind of knew. These girls a little more um, than they obviously did Tony and EO. And Shayna, <laughs> she's awesome, man. Like, she's like, she is, like, you feel that she is a badass. Yeah, it's just a great combination. You have, you have Shayna, 
who is a badass. You feel she's a badass. Even if you don't even know anything about her MMA background, you believe that she's a badass. And then you have Kyrie, who's like this, the, one of the best sympathetic baby faces out there. Like that choke. I sell that choke. It wasn't like over dramatic and reaching for the robes. And like when she like got a little glimpse of hope, like, is she going to get through it? Is she going to pull through it? It was just like simple and perfect. I really, I really, I really dug this match a lot. And I'm so happy for Shayna, as you know, you know, and with the right relationship with Shayna with Premier and stuff, seeing her come. I just, I mean, every time she just, her continuous success, I just love it. And she's, she's doing great. And I, I can't, I'm actually from this angle, more pumped to watch NXT on a regular basis now because I, I can't wait to see, which, as hard as it is to fit through my schedule of all wrestling, but I think I'm going to try to... Well, we don't have May Young Classic anymore. Yeah, man, yeah. It's probably the good show to watch now. Yeah. Um, okay, so best match on the show, like we said, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. I was a little worried about this match because the the rumors were that they were just going to get a ton of time. Mm. And I was worried because a lot of times uh, with Charlotte matches and, and, and some of Becky's matches, I feel like they try to do this fast-paced indie style where it's all about timing and, and then some of the stuff looks sloppy and then they look frustrated because they can't do you know this specific thing. And so in this match... They went really slow. They went deliberate. It looked like a fight. It looked mm-hmm. like they hated each other. Char- every time Charlotte took a move, it looked like she was in pain, screaming, you know, like 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 she broke her back, like, you know, like her dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the, the I think the last woman standing gimmick was perfect here. I don't always like those matches because I think WWE overdoes them and there's a certain repetition to to how they do them. But these women were so good and they were so believable at not only that, you know, maybe they don't like each other, but just that the whole thing was like, you know, it's, I think Kobe Bryant said, you have to hate losing more than you enjoy winning. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I got that out of both of these women tonight. Like, especially Becky. Like, Becky was like, I'm going to do anything I possibly can to win this match. And, you know, the it, it was physical. Like, these women were taking, going through tables. You know, the, the end of the match is, is her basically pushing Charlotte through a table from the apron to the floor. And Charlotte's going to take this, you know, bump on her back. And, and that was that was the end of the match. But, man, they they, like, they sold out physically for everything each other did and it was it, i mean it, it meant some now i hope they're not you know feeling too terrible tomorrow but mm. you know it, it it for for match quality man it was worth it i'm pretty sure those girls are gonna be those ladies are gonna be feeling it tomorrow especially charlotte man taking that body slam right on that ladder in the lower back oh that was i mean i, I was hurting after that <laughs> that's why there uh yeah this match was great they filled their time up really well um my favorite part was the intensity of the match. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, you don't see that much anymore, or it just seems so fake. And or you know, or now, like you know, there's a lot of these great matches. People call great matches are literally just a bunch of moves people are hitting. Like, where's the drama? Where's the intensity? Mm-hmm. 
you know, and you could see on everything they threw, their punch, their kicks, their moves they did, like you could tell like they're trying to win this match and they hate each other and and that's why I love about it. And Charlotte is she's she's above she's above the rest. I mean, in a lot of ways. And what makes her so great, it's not the moves she does. She does a lot of great moves. It's what she does between the moves. The way she looks at the crowd, looks at her opponent, like she tells a story between the moves and that's what a great worker is to me. You know, those that's what makes you suspend disbelief, gets people invested. I mean, those girls those girls rock tonight. I think it's definitely one of the best women's matches ever in WWE history. Last man standing, last women's standing matches. Like WWE though, they do a lot of them, but they usually really produce those really well. They always come up to be really great. And you know, you're gonna go all the way back to the one of the best ones was, you know, Triple H and Chris Jericho fully, was it fully loaded in 2000? I mean, ever since that match, like, when it comes to last man standing matches, I'm actually get, I'm actually had, like, really good faith in, like, WWE putting up, producing a good, really good last man standing match. And, and yeah, 25 minutes for these girls, you're thinking, oh, man, that's, that's tough. But, I mean, they, they paced it. The only thing I didn't like, and this is just nitpicking, because <laughs> I'm just a nitpicking kind of guy sometimes. Like, I just, just laugh every time I see a Kenneth stick coming out out from under the ring, like, what the hell is that doing there? You know what I mean? What does the ring crew need that for, right? I just think it's just, just stupid. Same with garbage can lids and garbage cans and cookie sheets, but luckily we didn't get all that. But I thought uh, I thought the kinestick was a little much, uh, even though I did enjoy Charlotte swinging like one of my all-time favorite giants, Hunter Pence. <laughs> like, like how he practiced on the on-deck <laughs> on circle before he goes to the bat, that that was great. Uh, big ups to uh, our, re- our referee Mike Yoda for uh, for the uh, the pass of the chair, the assist. the assist. That was that was awesome. I mean, probably didn't want the camera right on when he did it, but like I thought that was a. You know, it would have been cool. It would have been cool if like I think I think he should have sold it where like he's walking back and slips, slips. on the chair. The chair gets it, and she uses it. That would be kind of so. Cool. So what John's talking about? If you didn't watch the the match. Charlotte uses the ladder to do the figure eight. So she kind of locks Becky's leg underneath the rung of the ladder. And then when she bridges, Becky's like trying to figure out how to fight out. Like, you know, she's, she's locked up. How did she get out? And so the, uh, there was a bunch of chairs in the ring because they both threw like 10 chairs each in the ring, uh, all for one suplex spot. But, uh, so there were still a couple chairs and uh, it was a little bit too far for Becky to get to so that she could break the hold. So Chiota realizes it, and he walks over, and he kind of just, like, nudges it with his foot just enough so that <laughs> Becky can grab it and use it to break out of the hold. Yeah. So great, great assist. Uh, he, he was a great point guard in this match. Yeah, there's a funny moment, too, when, when and Charlotte locks on the figure eight with the ladder. The la- other than... They're trying to go. It's just the visual. Yeah. It's just funny seeing them use this. Like it had, the ladder has nothing to do with any kind of pain or anything, but it's wrestling, it's and wrestling. that's part of one of those things. But like, yeah, man, this match. Uh, Though the ladder stops Becky from reversing it. That is true. You're right. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> Teddy Biasi, <laughs> Paul Teddy Biasi uh, was a Paul Orndorff in Providence South, man. That was like one, that was a big <laughs> angle. But no, I think if you haven't seen this match and you're thinking about watching it, you should because it's definitely one of the best, not only women's matches, WWE history, but one of the best WWE matches of the year for 2018. The, uh, the Charlotte match with Asuka at WrestleMania was also really good. 
And now, you know, on on these big stages, Charlotte is their go to. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think that they can still do that Ronda Charlotte match at WrestleMania. Like the the focus and, and everything involved in this match, like Charlotte was so on her game. Yeah, Charlotte wins a rumble. The women's rumble. I think they have to do that again. The women's rumble again, mm -hmm. right? So Charlotte wins a women's rumble, she faces Ronda and they headline WrestleMania. That's what that's that's my prediction. And another thing about this match too, what I loved about it, like in the end, Charlotte lost, but she still got over because such a great performance. Becky got over with such a great performance. They both came out stronger because this match is going to be a legendary match that they're going to be talking about. They're going to replaying over and over and over again for till, till their careers are done and their Hall of Fame speeches are happening. So, um, yeah, it's a very uh, it's a very important match and I think WWE Women's History for sure. You know, I had about four and a half stars. I don't, you know, not big to talk about stars on here, but that's my initial reaction. And people are like, what do you mean? And people are going to be like, that's a six star <laughs> match. And that broke the scale. And no, I mean, it wasn't that, but it, it was a sure a hell of a match. And I applaud both women. They were, they were fantastic. And I, I definitely want to watch that one again. So the main event. And, uh, I think a lot of people, and when I say a lot, I'm talking about people on Twitter. So it's probably really just a sort of a, 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 a large, you know, of a vocal uh, minority. They were upset that Becky and Charlotte was underneath Ronda Rousey. And all I tweeted was, this is why Ronda's here. <laughs> the, the evolution show, uh, she's got a main event because she's drawn more money than everybody on their roster <laughs> combined, except for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's... Like, if I, could, if I could talk to people for a second, <laughs> I respect your opinion. Everyone has their own opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> Rhonda is the biggest star of that women's vision. She's the one of the biggest stars in the world. She definitely deserves the headline this show. And you know what? They did a great job, too. So Rhonda and Nikki, this was, I mean, Rhonda has a certain style and pattern of mm -hmm. match that works for her. And they, they did not veer very far off of, off of that pattern. You, you know who Rhonda reminds me of? And this is, this is kind of funny because the, the styles are so different, but they kind of book her like Hulk Hogan used to be booked in that starts off hot, mm -hmm. gets a crowd behind her, then just sells forever, and then comes back and wins the match. And it, it starts with the music, too, because... Rhonda's got the best theme song in mm. the entire company because it's a real song. Yeah. And so the crowd gets amped when they hear that song. She comes in hot. She just looks like a different level of athlete from everybody <laughs> else. And then she does the selling, right? She does, she does, you know, she's got to sell for the, for the bad guy. And then in the end, she hits her finish and music plays again and she can smile. And like, it reminds me a lot of like sort of Hulk Hogan, you know, WWE uh, babyface booking from back in the day. And if you look at it that way, we're, I mean, we're getting Hogan and Flair for <laughs> WrestleMania, right? Because Charlotte <laughs> yeah, wrestles yeah. very much like her dad. Yeah. So that 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 was intriguing to me, and I, I don't know if I've ever realized that before. But watching this show, I was like, "Oh, this is like their Hulk Hogan versus their own Ric Flair in the female form." Oh man, if we get the Charlotte Chop and Ron No Cell, <laughs> <it'd> be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, this match was was laid out really well, like they do for all Ron's matches, and she Ronda 
but what, hit another home run for her. Like a lot of people were hating on this being the main event, and um, but I thought even Bella did. You know, Bella's a good character. You know, she might not be the greatest wrestler in the world, but she's a good, 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 good character. I still find it funny knowing it's just kind of one of those weird mix of reality thing with like Brie being such a acting like a heel when you know she's like a sweetheart mm-hmm. and she's married to Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. and you know they're both like two of the nice people in the world and you're like okay I don't really but you know it's her sister and she's gonna do some dirty things for her sister, I guess but but other than that I thought the match was really good I thought um, I thought there was a cool little sequence I thought I thought she was gonna kill freaking Brie Bell with that that Almost like that athletic suplex that Jeff Cobb does, where he she had her in a side suplex, but he this one he she just tossed tossed her across the ring. I thought that was nuts, you know, especially because we know the history of Nikki Bell's bad neck. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know, I know exactly what it was that that bridge to get away from the uh, the flying drop kick. Like, how many times are you gonna see that in the Indies now? Mm-hmm. I think you're gonna see that a lot. I wonder if that was a fit feeling thing, but that I thought that was pretty damn freaking creative. And just think about how they got the heat, uh, which it was a total WWF manager in the corner, right? Like yeah, it was simple. so old school, so simple. Keep it simple. And and you know and and then Ronda's gotta gotta fight her way back. Like I I thought that kind of those things in the match, I just absolutely loved. Now the, the, they do have a problem though with these Ronda matches in that. I don't think the fans think that she can lose, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit hard because, like, it's, again, it's Hogan formula. You know, there's got to be a way. And, and so I don't know what they're going to do, but, you know, they have Nia Jax as the next person. Um, we've already seen that match. How does, how, how does Nia convince the fan base that she is a threat for, for Ronda to lose? I will say this, though. This match night, Nikki and, and Ronda, there's a lot of... Nikki Bella fans, and so when she hit that, was it TKO? TKO mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot of people bought that mm-hmm. near fall. So I, I think you know in this case, it's working. Yeah, how does Nia and Ronda happen? I think it's Andre Hogan, man. You gotta do. I think Nia has to be pretty dominant. Um, Ronda has to like work to get the slam. You know, like that. You know that big Samoa drop she does. Maybe she goes for it early. But, you know, <laughs> Nia shifts her weight and lands on her and almost gets a three count. And Bobby Heenan's holding up three. And, <laughs> you know, not like that. But, you know, that's something, something similar to that. And well, the, the thing that I told you after the shows, because I had the Hogan thing on my brain, I was like, they got to do something where Rhonda's giving a speech and then <laughs> Nia attacks her from behind. And maybe it's Tamina who helps her. And they double team Rhonda and they do the thing where Tamina's holding Rhonda's mm-hmm. arms in the corner as she's facing the buckles and Nia just comes, boom, avalanche, and Rhonda's just helpless. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you hold Rhonda out for a few weeks before that match. That's and she cool. comes back I with like that. you know, taped ribs or yeah. she she sells she's she sells her ribs really well. Yeah. And that could be kind of a, a throwback to or a, a callback to some of her other injuries from her other matches. But something like that I think can 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 buy uh, can get you to buy in a little bit. Yeah, I actually dug the uh, Tamina Nia teaming a little bit, going wild in the, the Samoa Heritage, going wild mm-hmm. in the Battle Royal. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Let's book it. <laughs> Let me make Let's a phone tell call. Vince. Let me make a phone call to 
Vince. Vince wouldn't. Vince probably doesn't even remember that Bundy and, and Hogan had a match, though. Someone will remind him. Triple H knows. He'll remind him. Yeah, no, I, I re- actually really like that. But here now, now we're turning Nia heel again, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's the Lex Luger of women's division. I yeah, guess. I guess you're, it's the big show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so, so that's about it. So I guess we will be back during the week to do our weekly show. We keep promising Ooh. the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. So you'll find your ballot so that you... Did I send you it already? No, you never sent it to me. Jeez, remind me on Tuesday. All right, so we'll, we'll, go, go, over, we'll go over John's ballot. My ballot's a little bit easier to go, to go over because I only voted in one category. Um, but we'll do that, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be tons of news about this, this uh, Crown Jewel show sure. that they're doing because supposedly John Cena and Daniel Bryan aren't in it, but they're still advertising both guys for it. And that show is like Friday morning, uh, our time, so yeah, it's coming up. Notice the the lack of Saudi Arabia propaganda. Definitely wasn't talked. It's just a card when the date is and the title of the show. So you know they're yep. going through with it. But the only thing I've heard from the Jericho cruise is uh, my buddy sent me. He was watching. Uh, I guess they had, they did some matches today. Cody faced Delirious. He said it was a really good match. And Cody specifically t- told the crowd. He guarantees he's not going WWE. Yeah. I mean, it's wrestling. <laughs> you can't trust any of these guys. Maybe he's trying to find who the mole is. How many moles are on this cruise? And they're texting it back to Dave Meltzer. So There's a lot of moles. He might be in there. <laughs> never, mind. never mind. But um, I want to do that. Can I do a little shout out? Yeah, go for it. Big shout out to uh, the Heartbreak Kid, David Rubio. Big shout out to Double D, Dave Dutra. Thanks for, uh, and Garrett Gonzalez and Danny and... Big Dave, we had a great night, Friday night, sushi, celebrating Big Dave's birthday, my birthday. My birthday is actually Your tomorrow. 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 But uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for another great night out, man. That was a lot of fun. Yep, that was a lot of fun. We, we were able to talk wrestling for like three hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my wife is a little bummed that she didn't go, but I always think like when you go, 99% of that conversation is about wrestling and some MMA. And, and uh, it was fun hearing Danny's like... Because he's uh, kind of out of it with yeah, wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little more into MMA, but it's just. Yeah, he, he, I think he he was uh, impressed with Dutra because you know Dutra's a wrestler. Yeah, and yeah. so he he's, he was asking me about Dutra after, like, oh, you know, where does that guy wrestle? Like, what is his last name again? Yeah, because you know Dutra's Dutra's back in it. So I told him the whole story of Dutra retiring and then getting the itch again and coming back and wanting to perform for his kids and and yeah. all that stuff. So. And then on November 2nd, there's an all-pro wrestling show in uh, Daly City at the Boys Girls Club. Jeff uh, Cobb. Jeff Cobb. Jacob Fatu should be a hell of a main event. Tommy Dreamer's on the card. Um, a lot of good matches, a lot of good talent. Joey Ryan, um, definitely. Dave Dutra, of course, he's on the card. So definitely go out, support that. Support all-pro wrestling, you know, this Friday, November 2nd. All right, so we're done from here. Uh, you know, a little bit of a, a micro-podcast as you know, we usually do these marathons, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, we will be back in the middle of the week with our normal weekly show and, uh, yeah, we'll see you when we see you. Peace out.